0: Please sit down. Well done. Now, there's no prize for Simon Says, but I'm going to tell you a story, and I might be mad right now. Um, Can we have this up now, please? Um, I'm going to tell you a story, and then at the end of it, I'm going to ask you a question which isn't in the story. You have to look for it in the Bible, and if you email me or Pete, the right answer before next week I will give you a Mars bar. But it's only for children. <laughs> okay. So it's, it is discrimination and it's this week's competition. Okay. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, it wasn't actually their original names. Their original names were Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah. But they were renamed Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego when some enemies came into their country, some Babylonian enemies and soldiers, came to Jerusalem where they all lived and the army beat their army and Jerusalem where they lived, where these three guys lived, was just, it was smashed to the ground and lots of prisoners were taken and these three guys were um, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah. They were all taken as captives and they were taken hundreds of miles away to a country they'd never been taken to a place called Babylon now these guys were quite handsome and quite clever and so the king of Babylon who wanted the best of the captives to work for him said uh, train these guys up and if they're really good we'll give them a job there's the king, his name was Nebuchadnezzar and there's these three guys who were given new names Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. They did so well in their exams in Babylon, and they looked so healthy and so fit, and they worked so hard that at the end of the time of their training, the king said, these three guys and their mate Daniel, I want them to work for me. So they worked in his civil service. They worked in the king's own offices. They worked for the king, and they worked very hard, and they were very good. But now then, the king was a little bit of a monster in his own way. He ruled thousands and thousands of people, lots and lots of different provinces and countries, and he was always scared that somebody might come around and try and get him off his throne. So he was always looking out for ways of finding out who was for him and who was against him to try and root out his enemies. So the king came up with a great idea to root out his enemies. He said, I'm going to build a giant statue an image. I'm going to make it of gold. It looks a bit like him in this picture. I don't know whether it really was. I'm going to make it of gold. And uh, it was 90 feet tall. And it was 9 feet wide. Now, 90 feet tall. Hang on a minute. I'm about 6 feet. So there's about 12 feet. 18. I reckon that's about 30 feet up there, don't you? 30 feet? This statue was three times as high as that made of gold and nine feet wide and the king said to all his officers he said um, to his treasurers and to his uh, waitresses and to his magistrates and to his chief of police and the and everybody the sort of uh, the military people and the governors and the satraps and the prefects and he said to all of them when you hear the sound of all my musical instruments, the, um, the harp and the lyre and the trumpet and the trombone and the flute and all that stuff, when you hear this music playing in the plain of Dura, you are all to bow down and worship this statue. It's our new God. And anybody who doesn't bow down and worship it, tough on you, because I'm going to build a great big fire, a furnace, and if you don't bow down to it, I'm going to chuck you in the fire, so there, you know what's good for you. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were Jews. They loved God, there is only one God. God. They love God and they know that God says we should worship only him and they know that God says we shouldn't make images and and bow down to images and they were blowed if they were going to worship this God but they were the king's servants. What should they do? They were scared out of their minds but they trusted God. They prayed their hearts out. It doesn't say in the Bible they prayed their hearts out but I'm guessing that they prayed their hearts out. Lord God... We're going to have to bow down to this thing, but we're not going to bow down and we'll be thrown into the fire. What should we do? Help, help, Lord. Well, the day came when the grand statue was unveiled, 90 feet tall, 9 feet wide, and the instruments began to play, the cellos, the lyres, and the saxophones and the trumpets and the trombones all played their thing. And people all over the place, all the important people, everybody bowed down to this great statue except Shadrach. Meshach, and Abednego. Now, because they were Jews, and because they had such important jobs, because they did their job work so well, they had enemies. And the enemies were watching out for them. And they knew that sooner or later they put a foot wrong, and they saw that they weren't bowing down. So one of them went to the king and said, Your Majesty, didn't you say that when people, when they hear the sound of all the music and the trombones and the trumpets, we to bow down to your image? Yes, that's what I said. There are some people who are not doing it, your majesty. I'm so sorry to tell you, but Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they refuse to do it. What? Said the king. And then thought, Oh no, these are some of my best workers. Bring them to me. Considering he was such a monster at times, actually he was quite gentle with them. Didn't you hear my command that when you hear all this music you're supposed to bow down to... I'll give you one more chance. When you hear the music, bow down, and if you do that, we'll forget about this. But Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego had a little speech prepared. Your majesty, they said. You've just said, who could ever deliver somebody from the fire? You would throw people in the fire if they don't worship. And what God is there? What our God can deliver us from the fire? And and if he doesn't deliver us from the fire, then Then, then we're still not going to bow down and worship your God. We'll, We'll just die. And that goes for me too. We're all in this together. Well, there's only one God, and we're going to serve Him," said Nebuchadnezzar. Ah! Throw him in the fire! And he heated the fire up to seven times its normal heat, so so hot that when they threw these guys in the fire, some of the soldiers throwing them in just fell down and died. And then the king couldn't believe his eyes. Hot fire! What's going on here? Didn't we throw? Three people into the fire? I don't believe it. Have a look, guys. I can see four people in the fire and one of them looks like a son of God. What's going on here? Ah! Says the king and suddenly he felt very small. He never thought that there might actually be a God who might actually be able to do stuff. And now he felt rather stupid and insignificant and wretched. He got all this important people, all the people who had bowed down and he gathered them round him and he said we're going to call these guys out of the fire and he called them out of the fire and you know, there's no smoke on them their hair wasn't singed their clothes weren't burned the other person in the fire seemed to have disappeared and they came out and he promoted them and then he said after he'd promoted them He actually signed an order to say that everyone should honour their God. Because suddenly he realised there is a God somewhere who is truly, truly awesome. He's the God we worship. I want to uh, share with you five or six ways to stay young and ensure a good healthy life. Now then, I ran this past Mervyn, he won't remember this because he wasn't recently, I ran it past him about 30 years ago. <laughs> I think he had a little beard then. <laughs> and I said, uh, Mervyn, as a doctor, does this hold up, you know, to ensure a good healthy life, what we're about to read, what we're about to talk about now. And he says that, uh, and he said then, well, it encourages people to a righteous and uh, and righteous life with a clear conscience and that cuts down stress so yes, I suppose it's true it would help somebody to live um, feel younger and perhaps to live longer, so thank you for that you don't remember it, you can always revise your opinion afterwards if you want five or six ways to st- stay young and don't let love and faithfulness desert you now that is a really strange thing to say, because when you think of it love being what it is, doesn't desert. And faithfulness, being what it is, doesn't desert. Don't let love and faithfulness desert you. Don't let your love for God desert you. And if your love for God is full and free because of what he's accomplished for you, then that will, that will build in you a love for others. Not necessarily because others are likeable, but because you know that God has cared and loved for those people just as much as he cares and loves for you. Okay? So don't let love and faithfulness desert you, especially in the difficult places of life. It's easy to talk about this at church, but of course when you get into the office or... Um, when you get amongst your colleagues tomorrow or when you find yourself in a busy hospital ward or when you find yourself dealing with officialdom uh, who are sort of too big for their boots or when you find yourself in a post office or in some some sort of a public office where you're trying to get a public servant to do something quickly. It ain't so easy, is it, Um, to trust God in those places. But don't let love and faithfulness desert you. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, in fear of their lives, remained true to God. Fear is the only thing that can make, is one of the things that causes love and faithfulness desert. Fear God rather than man. Okay? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Never rely upon what you think you know. And let's face it, We're so lucky. We can Google anything we like. We can look at anywhere in the world on Google Earth. When I go visiting nowadays, I always have a look at your house on Google Earth before I get there and uh, see if you changed your curtains or whatever. Uh, There's so many things we can do. There's so much information out there. There's so much that we know, and yet we don't begin to know the half of it, do we? And we so often, or if you're like me, we, we sort of work on the basis of what we know and what our past experience tells us is likely to happen. But God understands all things. As Fiona said, was it Fiona who said, he's before us and behind us, or did somebody else say that? He's before us, behi- behind us, he's above us, he's above us. In him we live and move. Never rely upon what you think. Remember, this material world... Um, before this material world, God is. And this material world is upheld by his spiritual word of power. God is spirit. And in him we live and move and have our being. So, whatever your circumstances and wherever you are, never rely upon what you know, but trust in the Lord. And remember the Lord in all you do. He will show you the right way. The right way may not be the convenient way, it might not be the easy way. But if we trust we remember the Lord in what we do, He will show us a right way. And the right way leaves us with a clear conscience and our trust can blossom because it says if we commit our way to the Lord, then He will act. And what we forget is that God is like is willing to act. He's not a dead God, He's not a dead Christ. He is a living God who upholds the universe all of nature by His word of power. He is still active and around we commit our way to him, he will act. So remember the Lord in all you do. And there's some places where it's easy to remember him. The Church is a good place where you can remember him. Um, actually, when we're at home on our own and nobody's bothering us, that's not so easy place to remember him. It's not so easy to remember him in the office or in a busy ward or wherever, wherever we're doing. Or when you're, when you're fighting for a place on a bus or when, uh, when you're going through an airport like we did and missed our plane and, and the French man makes you go through the the, the, cling, the sort of ping a thing two or three times when you're already late for your plane. It's not easy then to remember the Lord in all you do. But he will show us the right way. Never let yourself think that you are wiser than you are. He who thinks he stands will surely fall, says the scripture. Simply obey the Lord and refuse to do wrong. It sounds so easy, doesn't it? simply to obey. But we do have choices in these matters. We have been ransomed by Jesus Christ. We have been forgiven our past. We have been given his Holy Spirit. We have been filled with his new life. But there is still upon us this. Choose. Choose you this day whom you will serve. That's what Joshua said. Choose you this day whom you will serve. It is a choice I will obey. I do obey. Now then, if we follow those simple strictures, those simple words of God, trusting in him because he is the living God, there was five or six ways to stay young at heart and ensure a healthy life. Um, Any problems? Mervyn says yes, the doctor says. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 1 to 8. The end. Now we're going to sing, Richard. Please.